So the article we're discussing today is titled The Free Thigh Flap, A New Free Flap Concept, based on the septocutaneous artery. It was published in the British Journal of Plastic Surgery in 1984. The authors, Y.G. Song, G.Z. Chen, and Y.L. Song, discuss a new concept of using the thigh as a donor area for skin flaps. They propose that the thigh flap, with its large and long neurovascular pedicle, can be a viable alternative to other donor sites, like the lower abdominal flap or groin flap. The authors explain that while free flaps have been used for over 10 years, surgeons are still looking for new flaps that meet specific requirements for different recipient sites, reduce deformity at the donor site, and increase success rates. They mention that by studying the circulation structure of the forearm flap, Professor Ruyo Song found that using intermuscular septal vessels as the pedicle, a large free flap could be formed. This led to the development of the septocutaneous arterial flap concept. In 1980, the authors developed three types of thigh flaps based on this concept, one on the anterolateral surface, one on the anteromedial surface, and one on the posterior surface. They found that these thigh flaps had many advantages. Firstly, they were easily raised and had long vascular pedicles with a large lumen. Secondly, the skin quality was good and suitable for use on the face and neck. Thirdly, irregularly shaped and large-sized flaps could be raised as needed. And lastly, the donor site was hidden and more acceptable to patients. They go on to describe the anatomical considerations for each type of thigh flap. For the anterolateral thigh flap, the descending branch of the lateral femoral circumflex artery is used as the artery. Accessory cutaneous arteries can often be found in the intermuscular spaces. For the anteromedial thigh flap, there is often an innominate branch of the lateral circumflex femoral artery that can be used as the artery. If this branch is too slender or non-existent, a muscular branch supplying the sartorius and gracilis muscles can be used instead. For the posterior thigh flap, the profunda femoris artery provides four perforating arteries that supply the muscles on the posterior and lateral aspect of the thigh. The third perforating artery is generally the largest and can be used as the pedicle for the flap. They also discuss the operative technique for raising and transferring the thigh flaps. They explain that a transparent pattern of the recipient site is prepared, and the position of the vascular pedicle is located with a Doppler flomer. The pattern is then placed on the donor thigh, and the flap is outlined with a marker. Once the flap is raised, the vascular pedicle is located and dissected. The authors emphasize the importance of preserving the motor nerves and removing one centimeter of the intermuscular septal tissue with the pedicle. The authors also discuss the results of their clinical practice, where they performed 15 free thigh flap transfers on patients with head and neck burn contractures. All of the flaps survived, but they did require secondary thinning procedures due to thickness. Overall, this article introduces a new concept of using the thigh as a donor site for skin flaps, offering several advantages over other donor sites. The authors provide detailed anatomical considerations and operative techniques for raising and transferring different types of thigh flaps. That's it for today. 